want to welcome everybody to the first episode of Real Teams Podcast. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> so th- is this considered like happy hour? This is. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. It's so oh, yeah. Happy, uh, happy, happy hour. I don't know. How you, do you say that twice? Happy, happy hour. Mm-hmm. And then, um, of course, today's Friday. So we getting ready to drink and get lit. I'm the host, Eddie, or Ed. I'm your other host, Pika. Um, it should be what? It should be Ed, because I have it, Ed, on the thing, so. Ed? I'll be Ed. That's your, that's your podcast name, Ed, yeah. not Ed. Eddie. Yeah. We'll keep it. Ed. And I'm just Pika with a, with a capital P. That's my podcast. <laughs> with a capital P. I haven't thought of one cooler than that yet, so I'm going to roll with it. Yeah, and then, you know what, we might turn that into a, a thing of trying to figure out what your name's going to be. We can make it a thing. We should. Get some input. I'm not big on, on nicknames. I oh, got a few. Throw some nicknames in a jar, and then... We draw them out every episode? Yeah. I like it. All right. We want to get started with something that we're going to make a staple on every episode, and that is having a drink of the night. Um, you and I are not in the same place, sure. so... Uh, we share a love for film and great tasting alcohol. So why not merge the two? Right. Um, the drink, since we are Kentucky kids, is going to involve bourbon. And we got makers on my end. My bourbon of choice. And what are you? What bourbon do you have? Gonna pull it out. <coughs> so um, it has Kentucky in it. Uh, so I figured, I mean, why not keep the thing going? Kentucky knows. We both from Kentucky. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um, so let's break down what a mule is. Um, for everyone that hasn't had a chance to go to the Real Teens uh, Facebook page um, or to our Instagram, um, mules are traditionally made with vodka. However, you can substitute it and make it a Kentucky mule with bourbon. You can do a Mexican mule with tequila. Um, those are the only really popular ones that I know. So of course in Lexington, we do Kentucky mules. You'll need, um, your bourbon of choice, um, ginger beer, of course. I'm pretty picky about my ginger beer. So I've got goslings. It's fire. And, um, what is your ginger, uh, (laughs) what do you got? And, and, and trying to do preparation. I went to the local store package store and they didn't have any ginger beer or maybe I just overlooked it so I got <laughs> I got Schweppes ginger ale it's the same thing it's not it's not but okay I mean I, I appreciate the the trying to stick with the theme okay so we've got our bourbon we've got ginger beer um you need lime juice I was not about to buy a shit ton of limes just for today. Um, so I actually got some sweetened lime juice. I use roses. Um, I like the taste particularly. Um, and then if you are keeping with tradition, mules are served in copper glasses or mugs. Um, and it's just because it evenly distributes the temperature in whatever drink you're drinking. And then mint sprigs. And I didn't get no mint, so. Oh, yeah, I didn't get no mint. And I, I, got, I got lemon juice instead of lime. 
Um, and so, a plastic cup. Yeah, and a plastic cup. So, I mean, mine's in, in, this is how it looks. Okay. I don't know if it's supposed to, because I've never really had a Kentucky Mule, so. Getting right back to it. So, we've got our Kentucky Mules made. So, we got good drink, um, yeah. I guess. Good Let's drink and alcohol. Oh, my God. Let's talk about why it is that we're here. So, we both really, really, really enjoy movies. I think we spend most of our time watching movies, even trash movies. Um, I guess my favorite genre is horror, and yours is probably the same. Yes. Um, with the quarantine and everything and COVID, everything that's going on, um, I was still able to go to the movies to like a local theater um, here, the Kentucky Theater. Um, but I know a lot of places, movie theaters shut down for a lot of the time. Um, but I enjoyed it because that was like one thing that as a family, we were still able to do. We were still able to go see movies. My kids hadn't seen some of the classics like the Goonies. So I was able to take them to a theater like that to go see the Goonies um, for Prince's birthday, you know, went to go see Purple Rain, just really big things. So going to the movies and watching movies has always been like a consistent part of my life. Like I've always just watched movies. My dad used to watch movies with us. I can remember what movies we had on VHS or where I was when I saw a movie. So it's been really important to me. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same way with me. My mom, um, she always had uh, some type of movie on, or we was always at the movies, or she was renting movies. And then my dad, um, when they separated, and when I was with my dad, same thing. Always watching movies. Went to. Um, I went to the drive-in for the first time with dad. Mm-hmm. He and my dad no more, but um, just for the purpose of this. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So drive-ins and all that stuff uh, always been a big part of uh, like family traditional things. Okay, so I, I yeah, back to it. I guess it was really, or still is, really important to the both of us to like watch films. I know for me, it's like an escape, really. Like if for like an hour and a half, two hours, you can put yourself somewhere else, you know what I mean? And step yeah. back from reality, which is why I actually like going to theaters. It's like you're transported to another place, if only for like a brief time. And then you come back out and you're like, ah, hell, you know, back to reality. Especially um, if it's a good movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something that you talk about, you tell other people about, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we decided to do something like this is because we would talk about movies back and forth that we both had liked or didn't like, or, Hey, have you seen this? Or have you seen that? So what, what better place to, yeah. to actually talk about it than face to face arguing with people on Twitter about what movie yeah. is trash or not overhyped or whatever the case is. Yep. Or the anticipation for stuff that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, so the movie that we chose uh, to do our, first inaugural episode was everybody was talking about it you said what since everybody was talking about it of course of course it had a big hype um going on about it so the name of the movie that we chose is american skin it is a film by nate parker um it actually got released at a venice film festival in 2019 and was picked up and then released in the united states this year january the 15th in 2021 um, Ed, do you want to go ahead and, well, actually let's, let's get into what the movie's about. So I'm just going to read a brief synopsis from the Wikipedia page. 
Um, American Skin is a 2019 American drama film written and directed by Nate Parker. It stars Parker, Omari Hardwick, Theo Rossi, Shane Paul McGee, Miliana Jackson, and Bo Knapp, and follows a Marine veteran who works as a school janitor that takes matters into his own hands after his son is killed by a police officer. All right. Um, so the synopsis is very true to what the movie is about um, without giving away too many details as far as how did they get to where they are. Um, let's get into the, to the money, to the business side of it. Um, Ed, if you want to get into some specifics about the movie. So like you said, um, the movie's by Nate Parker, who also, who not only directed, he, he wrote it. And um, he had a gross of, uh, well, not a gross, because they haven't put the numbers out yet for how much it grossed, but um, the budget was $5 million. Mm-hmm. And, not a lot. And um, looking at the $5 million compared to how the movie was made, it's like, okay, they did they did very well with the, the limited amount of money that they had. Um, so it's rated R. Um, the cast is, is uh, Nate Parker, of course. Um, do you have Amari Hardwick? Um, of course, everybody would know from Power, um, Ghost. Um, then you have Bo Knapp. I'm mm-hmm. not pronouncing his last name right. Yeah. And then he will be one of the officers. And then you have Theo Rossi, which is one of the other office, one of the main officers. Um, production crew: You got TM Films, Tiny G. Tiny Giant Entertainment and distributed by Vertical Entertainment, which Vertical does a lot of good um, underground movies. Okay, a lot of uh, independent stuff. Yeah, so I don't, I don't. Are you familiar with Vertical? Nope. So a lot of times, if like if I'm just watching a random movie and I see like Vertical come up, I'm like, okay, I know it's going to be at least uh, some type of quality to it. Yeah. That's how I am about Lionsgate. It used to be Lionsgate was corny as hell. Uh-huh. Then they started putting out a lot of good horror movies. So usually if I see something by Lionsgate or what is it, Blumhouse? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, definitely Blumhouse. Yeah, then I'm like, all right, I can get into it. I'll, I'll watch it for the sake of it being, you know, from that studio. Yeah. So no, I'm not I'm not hip to Vertical. Maybe I need to, to look and see what they've done. Yeah, Vertical got some good ones. Um, and then I think that's a... Yeah, basically about it. Because a lot of it's still, because it's still being uh, consumed right now by the consumer. So there's not a lot of um, information out yet. Yeah. I uh, think that has a lot to do with um, with COVID and theaters and everything getting released uh, digitally and streaming. Yeah. It's probably hard to track a lot of the revenue right now because, I mean, there's there's not yeah. very many theaters open. I know here there's two that are currently open and then our regal shut down which was kind of alarming but um cinemark is is up and then our marcus theaters the movie tavern they're like rocking like they they haven't really missed a beat i think they reduced hours but okay so that was the business side the number side of it um let's get into the social aspect of the movie um so for me, I I heard a little bit about Nate, but I didn't realize how deep the controversy ran mm-hmm. um, with his rape charges or rape allegations. Were you aware of those? Like that, yeah. yeah. Um, so because of that, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I didn't 
um like i just read the highlight the uh headlines but i didn't like dive into it so i don't know the specifics of the case well i guess back in i'm thinking 99 i think i wrote it in my notes somewhere yeah back in 99 uh himself and his roommate who actually helped him with um the birth of a nation they both um I want to say allegedly, but it looks like it's beyond alleged, raped um, a girl. And I guess there's some some talk about the fact that Nate actually went second after the guy and he got acquitted while his roommate did some time. And then he later like got out and the charges were dropped and all kinds of crazy stuff. But he was allowed to stay in school. He transferred to another school and then still ended up graduating the girl tried to sue for harassment and I think she ended up settling for like 17.5. I've got some quotes from some of the people that reviewed it. Um, IndieWire said that the movie was so bad that he deserves to be canceled on artistic grounds alone. Um, And then The Guardian said that this was a self-serving after rape acquittal at Penn State and basically like he just did this to put out something to make black people welcome back into the community again. So, yeah, the reviews weren't that great when it first came out. Um, However, it did receive overseas some positive um, feedback. In Venice, it received like a seven-minute standing ovation because of how good it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Golden Globe said that it was a lesson in race relations in a country where the current government is famous for not caring about this topic. Um, so some, pe- some people actually um, recognize that it was something that is going on right now and that he did a good job depicting current race relations between police and how African-Americans and minorities are treated, you know, currently. And some people thought it was a reach to try to cover up for what he had um, currently done. Um, mm-hmm. But it still won him in 2019 at the Scofini section of the Venice Film Festival. It won him Best Film. So somebody liked it. Obviously, somebody liked it enough to pick it up and bring it over here, but right. not too hot in the reviews section and on social media. Do you think? Um, do you think the reason why some of these writers are, I guess, um, not so hype on it is because of his reputation and because he's black and because of his subject matter? Um, I don't think it's the subject matter. I do think it has everything to do with his reputation. Not so much him being black um, because this isn't the only movie that he's done from the the aspect. Because I mean, he starred in Birth of a Nation as well. Right. Um, But this isn't the only time that Nate has had issues. Um, He's also been called homophobic. He did an Ebony uh, interview Mm -hmm. and he made really homophobic comments and he brought up the fact that he'd never star in a movie that diminished his sexuality and you'll never see him in a dress and how the current writers and people of today are just set out to de-emasculate the black men. And he's not into that sort of thing. Um, So he made some really homophobic comments in Ebony. So I think it has everything to do with Nate and his reputation. Mm -hmm. And I mean, after talking it over with my husband, like it's kind of not fair um, to hold everything that he's doing against all these people and the work that they're putting into it. Cause I mean, with power and everything that's going on, I know Amari Hardwick's not cheap. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. got some, some good actors in this movie and it sucks that all the work that they're doing, 
um, as kind of being overshadowed by some of his bad choices and his bad decisions. But again, they knew what they were signing up for when they signed on to do his movie. Right. And um, it's, it's, it's almost like one of those things that every time um, somebody, well, I don't, I don't justify it or not. Uh, it seems like somebody, when somebody's black, gets all this recognition or whatever, all of a sudden they got to throw whatever happened in the past. Yeah, to discredit it. Right. Um, I don't know if he fully got over everything and now he's on a straighter path. I hope that's the case. Um, but yeah, I, it's unfair that he has to keep, um, I guess, dealing with these situations that he already went on trial and public trial and other other stuff. So yeah, yeah, I agree. It's kind of like we we often cancel cancel culture is really tough right now yeah or um we recognize that a lot of current you know geniuses at their craft have they're human too and so they mess up it's just that it's a lot of spotlight brought to it whenever they're in the spotlight yeah I can and, see it both ways. and, and I, don't, I don't want to make this clear like we're not like defending or like we're not oh, hell no. yeah we're not we're yeah. not giving them a pass or anything. It's just that at a certain point, your your worst deed is not like your your whole life. Oh, I'm, I'm not even talking about the deed. I'm talking about how the film as a whole, which includes the people that are involved in it, receive yeah. those bad ratings and, and all of that because of him, like separate him from it. Would you have liked it if it was somebody else that was in it? And I think right. they would have. Now, as far as him and what he did, uh, yeah, that's that's a whole nother thing. Because if you want to speak about race relations and civil rights, you you better make sure that you, you're not guilty of anything that could be deemed, um, I guess, a conflict, something right. like race. That like that's a woman that you're accused of forcing yourself on, and not even accused. There's a recording of him admitting that they had sex with her, the both of them, and it's with him, his voice. So there's there's no question about that. But it's like if you want to point fingers at someone else and hold someone else accountable for something, you better make damn sure that your your hands are clean as well. And in this right. case, and at the same time, he could have he could have like lied and or he could have just had been in denial or whatever but he i guess it seems like he owned up to it so yeah but you don't get a cookie for doing what you're supposed to do right right i'm just saying not a lot of people tell the truth yeah it could be worse somebody could have denied it the entire time and then the the the, the victim or whatever she would have had to relive all of that over and over but um but it's neither, it's neither here nor there yeah because she because she's kind of not living at this point oh uh, yeah so yeah. anyways let's talk about the movie so, the, the movie the movie did you like it uh i liked it but i didn't the my like didn't match the hype that it got if that makes sense okay i wasn't blown away by it because um, you know on social media as far as Facebook, Twitter and everything around when it came out um, it was the best thing because again quarantine, everybody's at home everybody has nothing to do but watch movies mm -hmm. and all this other stuff so comes out everybody's talking about it 
I'm like, when I first seen the trailer, I was like, oh, like this seems like something I would watch. I watch it. And then I see the hype still going on. I don't see the hype, but it's not a bad movie. Hmm. Okay. Um, maybe we should take a step back, I guess, and get more into the movie because the synopsis like talks about it, but doesn't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. So what we're dealing with is a, hus- uh, a father and his 14-year-old son who are stopped by police. And in the midst of a lot going on, something that we've seen in these past few years, mm-hmm. all too familiar, um, a young man ends up losing his life. And his father is very much affected by it. A year goes by. And it seems like they are um, nearing the point of, oh, my dog is upset. They're nearing the part of the end of the trial and the hearing. And then uh, the family does not get the ruling that they like. And a father feels hopeless, as so many people probably do in this situation where they feel like justice is not served. And he, along with some other people. At the same time, um, they're doing a documentary. Yes. All the while this is going on, the father is um, contacted by a young man who's wanting, ironically enough, to document this entire story for a film festival, um, which is where this was premiered at and the purpose of this movie. Um, They decide to take things into their own hand and basically hold a trial in a hijacked police station, kind of like 12 Angry Men style. You know what I mean? A jury... um, is in the middle of like hostages and the officer who um, shot his son is basically put on trial. Um, They don't know what that means if he's found guilty. Um, They don't know what happens if he's found not guilty. Um, It's just a lot going on. And it's kind of like, like the poster says, justice is finally on trial. Um, It's about holding people accountable for sure. Um, so I get what you're saying about the hype. I think when I seen the trailers, I expected one thing, but I think I'm on the opposite end of the scale. I was, I was actually blown away, but not, not so much because of the plot. I think I was blown away for a different reason. The plot, unfortunately, sounds like something we hear all the time because we do. Yeah. Uh, something happens. Somebody gets shot, killed. Um, somebody's not held accountable. It's like John Q-ish type that that type of that type of tragedy and drama yeah yeah Yeah, very much so um so i guess i i agree with you as far as the hype um but i definitely enjoyed it um my stance is a little bit different i enjoyed it because it was honest i didn't agree with a lot of the different points that some of the officers or the white men were trying to make um but it was honest. These are like real life opinions of people that think that as a community, African-Americans make it hard to, to trust them. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. looked at as people that are untrustworthy, um, just about drama, always ready to fight, um, always ready to like rob somebody or do something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And Nate through the dialogue of the movie allowed those opinions to be spoke. He right. took a- like uninterrupted, yeah and not judged and yeah yeah they were it was almost like the real came out just while they were in that that room the real came out um i think that they're wrong in those opinions 
Yeah, I think I think I, I appreciate the fact that he left it raw and very real, as uncomfortable as it was to hear it. I, I still appreciate the rawness of it. And then the other dynamic was all the officers who were captured was there was black officers in there as well. And listening to the white officers um, point of views. And sometimes you do wonder like, what do these black officers do when they when they hear these things? And yeah. in their normal working environment, do they say anything? And um, so when that that the black female cop spoke out, it was just like it, it seemed it didn't seem unrealistic. She wasn't black. The woman? She was Hispanic. Ah, okay. Yeah, she was Latina. So it was the, okay, so it was a it was the, the the chief who was black, right? The male, and then it was the Latina, and then, oh yeah, because because the other cop, yeah, yeah, I remember now. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, it was cool, just as, not cool, but it was it was just a good um, mix of seeing amongst themselves have disagreements. Mm-hmm. It was um, without like telling the the end of the story for people that may be watching that haven't seen it yet or were interested in it. Um, yeah, I think. I think the plot twist, because um, there definitely is, I wouldn't say a, a twist. There's um, quite a bit of suspense still in the movie, um, but it's, it's. I think it was a, it was more than a good movie to me. Um, I think it was, it was shot in a certain way, which I'm a sucker for movies that are shot like documentaries anyway, if it's done right. It was, and I, See, on my, from my point of view, I don't think it was done right because it was annoying. Why was it annoying? Because of that third person, like looking into the camera, that type thing, or was that I not? Think, third I person? think the beginning was kind of like drawn out to get to the that the, to the meat of the, the story, and it was annoying me because I have zero patience sometimes when it when <laughs> <laughs> so I find myself I was like skipping ahead like just skipping i'm like oh is this over with yet is this over with uh-huh. Uh-huh. don't do it um no i i agree but you know what for me i think the drawn outness was on purpose because look how long he had been waiting for this result it was drawn out right it absolutely was he had been waiting a year and then was finally contacted the week before or the days or whatever before something was supposed to go on. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was on purpose. Maybe it wasn't. But for me, it seemed very on brand with the whole tediousness of waiting for justice to be served. It was it was drawn out now that you think about it. I mean, now that you mention it, but was it on purpose? Was it was it done that way? Because after then it kind of escalated really quickly. The way that it shot, it I remember did. one scene they were putting on bulletproof vests and then the next scene it just like cut and they were shooting up the police station and i was just like did i miss something i had to rewind it like i know i've been drinking but did like i just black out on a whole scene like what happened so i think it picked up in certain parts rather quickly so it almost makes it seem like it was on purpose yeah because the 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 kids who were shooting the documentary were kind of blindsided about what the what the real plans were And, and and Nate was like, no matter what you do, keep shooting. Keep shooting, yeah. It, it was it was a wild ride. Um, one thing that also stands out for me too is the when the jury that was chosen was able to actually speak out and ask questions. Mm-hmm. That's something you don't see everywhere. And one of the officers 
you know, he responded and said, I thought this was going to be real. Like, they can't do that. They can't talk. And he was like, everybody will get a chance to say how they feel. To be able to say how you feel in a situation where otherwise you're not allowed is so empowering. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I think that's why we got the reaction that we got from the accused officer is because right. people are allowed to ask questions. Because if it was just left up to Nate himself, that trial wouldn't have really went too far. But the questions from the inmates, the questions from some of the, the regular people that just happen to be in the police station that do like admin and stuff like that, without their questions or their open dialogue, they wouldn't have reached the position that they did with that officer. It almost like brought it out of him. And they and and because they did speak out, they um, sparked some more dialogue and conversation about certain things, yeah. and um, including the 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 inmates. It kind of made the inmates. You kind of you kind of what's the word for it? You kind of they kind of humanized the the inmates because they weren't all like there for like something like super crazy it, right it they were all yeah they were chosen for a reason um that's why he asked who worked in you know records right um, at a certain point so that he chose people that were nonviolent offenders and he asked them going in if he thought that they could be fair and honest right um, that that speaks volumes as well because regardless of what you've done to get where you are you still have a certain honor you still could have some type of respect. And he wanted them to be honorable in that moment, even if they hadn't been with certain things in their lives that led them to where they were being inmates. But he he wanted them for the sake of, it could be costing someone their life. If you think that you can make a sound, unbiased opinion. And and I think that that, that shows that all that man wanted was justice. He doesn't care how he got to the justice. He just wanted to be heard and to be able to ask the questions that he wanted to ask. Um, and there were a lot of questions. There were a lot of answers. There were a lot of truths revealed. Um, I know in the reviews that I read, uh, they mentioned that movie 12 Angry Men. Did you ever watch that in high school or in school? No. Nah. Okay. It's really old. It's in black and white. 12 Angry Men is a like movie that uh, basically goes inside of a courtroom. And the 12, 12 Angry Men is a, a jury full of men and they're choose to decide the fate of somebody in that same type style they're in that room so when it's shot in that room to where the jury is there debating uh-huh it's almost a reference to 12 angry men um this movie is old as hell uh the only person that stands out to me in that movie one of the guys actually voices piglet from the original winnie the pooh that's how old this movie is wow. um but it's shot in that type of fashion to where you're in there and you're watching people banter back and forth, agree, disagree, try to come to a decision and all of that. It's almost reminiscent of that. So there's a there's a kind of like a nod to a, an old film um, that's historical um, in the middle of that, which which I, I found kind of satisfying. If you've seen the movie, then you kind of recognize that. That's, but. that's interesting. I wonder how many people caught that. If you've seen the movie, um, yeah. there's not very many movies where you get to be inside of a jury room. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Call it. I'm gonna call it a jury room because I don't know what the word of the chamber. No, that's where the judge goes. I don't know. Wherever it is where the jury they dug out, that's where they were. They were in their dugout, and um, yeah, I remember watching it in business law and somewhere else. I think in middle school, it was very boring, very long, 
but as an adult I watched it and it was it was actually like I don't know the camera angles are really weird too man when you watch that it's it's so old but the point of it all is 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 I mean it's pretty entertaining um I wrote it down so I'm a I'm a I'm a definitely take a look at that to see what because I like watching um old movies like that back back in the day just for the purposes of how film was done back then and, and yeah um, you got to look at where you've been to see where you're going and where you're at so what's your what's your overall thought on the acting um if we're talking on a scale of um, so one one through ten ten being the best and we're talking about like on a scale of Tisha Campbell to Denzel. Tisha Campbell, too. <laughs> that's very random. So who who would be in the middle? Uh, uh, hey. Who would be in the middle? So um, let me think. Who would be in the middle? As far as actors or actresses, um, Marlon Wayans. Fuck no. <laughs> Hold on, bro. Don't discount the Wayans. Is this? Nah, you you can't use Marlon. Oh, okay. Maybe Ivory. Kane and Ivory wins. Nah, see, he would be up top to me. That man is quality. That's what I'm saying. He's in the middle, though. He's not in the middle. You don't think so? No, I think he's like upper echelon. Think, I'm like, thinking between. Okay, never mind. I'm confusing his writing with his acting. I'm sorry. I just made a loud noise because I was trying to make another drink on the side over here. Um. No, I mean, I guess he's, I don't know. Okay, so on a scale of one to 10, no BS, I would give the acting probably a seven. I would I would give it the same because I think it, it, they were able to provoke the emotion that they needed to provoke. Yeah. Especially, um, what's his name, um, Bo? Um, Bo Knapp, the, 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 the white cop? officer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he was spitting and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> Juicy mouth. Um, yeah, I give. I would give it a five, but the emotion once they got inside of like that trial and stuff like that, yeah. the acting of those those actors. There's a Hispanic inmate, and he's not even speaking English. But the whole time, I was like, right, 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 right. I feel you were, that you were captivated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the emotion and the the realness of those people is what brought it up a little bit for me. Yeah. But um, so let's say since we drink. We're going to do it on a scale of shots just to wind this whole thing down. Mm -hmm. Now, we didn't give away too too much of the movie that you wouldn't have already guessed from some of the previews or some of the message boards. Um, so on a scale of one shot to five shots, how many shots would you give this movie? And not of that Kentucky gentleman you drink in, but of like, we could do makers or even more. Like, out of one to five shots, it ain't got to be top shelf. It could be some mid. Um, what would you give this movie? Um, okay, hold on. Before we get to that, uh -huh. before you watched it, what would you think you would give it? How many shots would you give it? Before you watched it, what do you think you would Out of one to five, I would have thought that I would have gave it a three and a half. Okay. Me, I thought I would have gave it, I would have gave it a four. Okay. That's what you thought going in? Yeah. Now, what do you think you're at? I'll give it 
I'll give it a three. Okay. Strong three. Yeah, I give it. I give it a strong three. Maybe, maybe something spilled over on it a little bit. <laughs> Some sits out. Yeah. I, I think I'd still give it a three and a half. Um, I guess because I've learned not to get too hyped from previews. So like, I I was excited for the movie because of the content of the movie. Yeah. But I I I'd give it a, a three and a half still. If we rounding up and carrying the one, yeah, it would still it would be a three three and a half. I think I think it, it held up to my expectations of the film. The, the quality of it was um, it wasn't like one of those like you could tell it was an independent movie mm-hmm. um, so I give the quality A1 um, the the storyline the, the dialogue I think is all realistic um, to a certain degree um, how did you feel about the ending without giving away the ending how did you feel about the ending I was pissed. Um, I mean, I, I think I was, I was just pissed that in my head I had already created a scenario of what was going to happen. And then that doesn't happen. So I was more pissed off that, girl, why did you think that that was going to be the end? And yeah, so, I mean, was you boy, surprised? I, going, I will like to get, what, was I surprised? No, I wasn't surprised because um, a lot of this movie is based off of reality. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised. I was... I think I was surprised to a, a certain... I think I was surprised. Um, but I wasn't mad at it because, like you said, it, it is uh, a certain degree of reality in it. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't mad at it. But... I think I was interested in seeing how he would have been treated, but we know how he was treated if you watched the movie, so. Yeah, yeah. So overall, I, th- I think that it is definitely worth a watch. Um, it definitely will uh, create dialogue uh, mm-hmm. amongst the black community, amongst anybody who watches it really, but um, especially in our own community, just because of this being a common occurrence as of late, um, unfortunately. Um, let me see. Anything else that we wanted to to talk about? Um, I know when I first watched it, what were you gonna say? No. Why is your drink so dark? Oh, because it's the it's the other one. Jesus. Um, some of the things that I wrote down upon first watching this, which by the way, I watched it with my 11 year old son and he was very into it the first time. I actually watched it twice in one day. Um, Marcus walked in while, uh, right when we finished it and I knew that he wanted to watch it too, but he knew that I had to watch it for this. Um, so I watched it again later that night with him. Um, and that's when I like really started getting into how I felt about it. But the first few things that I wrote down, Um, which whenever I do something new, I always like to jot down really quick, like my first few emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, That way you never lose it. Like you'll never lose how something makes you feel the first few minutes of of going through it. Um, The first things that I wrote down were real, and I put in capital letters, um, escalated very quickly. I'm uncomfortable. And these are things that I tell my sons to do all the time. My kids will tell you, especially my oldest one that um, has been driving here lately, when we were practicing with him, um, 
the first things that I would tell him, I mean, I know his father has probably had conversations with him, but the first few things that I told him were, where's like, I'd ask, where's your wallet? He'd say right here, take it out of your pocket cam and put it out in the open. And then, you know, as a mom, you kind of get those looks like, what's your problem or what's going on? And then I'd say, because if you ever get pulled over, you don't want to be caught reaching for something. Facts. And it's, in the first few moments of that movie, that same situation happens, which is why I said that it was real. It made me uncomfortable. And like even my 11 year old, who's nowhere close to driving, he knows the same thing. If you get in the car, Bubby, you have to take your wallet out of your pocket and put it right here and don't reach for anything. And that is why this movie rang very true to me and, and all of that in the beginning is because like this is real life that some people have to go through all the time, whereas some other people never have to worry about those conversations, can reach comfortably into a glove box or into a console and never have to worry about being looked at like a threat. And in this instance, it wasn't the same. Yeah, I have a, uh, let me ask you a question. Yo, let's go. So, you know, you have those who feel you have the I know my rights, blah, 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 and they and want to argue. Do you have the ones who is just like, okay, look, I'm going to do what you ask. I just want to, I just want to make it home. What, um, where on that line are you? Am I when I get pulled over? Yeah, that and about, and teaching your, because you my have kid? a son. Yeah. It sucks. Um, anyone that knows me knows I have a mouth and I have an opinion. Um but I also grew up in a military family. Um, I know, as well as a lot of us do, that manners go a long way. So not just when it comes to people in authority, but if, if I didn't grow up with you, for me, it's no ma'am, yes ma'am, no sir, yes sir. Um, so I wanna say that I'm militant when it comes to certain things in my life, but when it comes to getting pulled over and where someone or a group of people have been notorious for reacting first and then thinking later, I tend to be the, do what I need to do to make it home to my family. And I'm a woman. And as we have seen, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, but yeah. I know I probably catch less of it than some of my male counterparts. But I know that sometimes life comes at you quick and things can happen in the blink of an eye. So for the sake of my family, I will do whatever it is that I need to do to make sure that I make it home to my family. Do I get mad and cuss and all of that after it happens? Absolutely. Like I beat myself up, like, why did you do that? Why did you let them think that? And all this other stuff. But I do what I gotta do to make sure that my kids get home. I right. mean, that I get home to my kids. And I I expect my son to do the same while you out here driving in these Kentucky streets to do what you need to do to make sure that you make it home at the end of the night. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you care about what what they think, mm-hmm. they don't think of regardless. Yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do but to change their mind. Um, and speaking of Kentucky police, um, you know how many times I've been, <laughs> I've been put over for like some dumb stuff and me not even driving. Um, 
I was running, preparing for... This podcast has went all the way over there. <laughs> but no, it's in line with the... the, the yeah, set. no, it's in line with it, but uh, that's that's crazy how those type of... Co- this And that's probably what this movie set out to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Think about those kind of things. It yeah. won. <laughs> it succeeded. <laughs> and, but, yeah. I, I, I tell... I haven't told a lot of people, but sometimes when I... One of the, well, a few of the stories that I spoke on is just like, um, you know, being in Kentucky and then being in E-Town is, is, is very, you know, it's not the same as being in Radcliffe. No, it's not. Uh, even though Radcliffe is really not that much better, but there is a, a, a sizable difference. But uh, I was in Radcliffe. E-Town. Shout out to Radcliffe, you know, a little humble plug, yeah. It was me, you know, Marcus Gardner? Yeah. So it was me, Marcus Gardner, a few other people who was playing, meeting up to play football. And um, we was waiting on this other car. And we was meeting up at, um, what's that community college in Newtown? The ETC? Yeah. So we're meet, we're at the parking lot. It's after dark. And cops pull us over. And he's like, like, yo, what are y'all doing? And we're all in like football clothes. And we got a football. We're like, yeah, we're just meeting up with somebody. He's waiting for him. He's like, you sure that's what y'all doing? We've been getting a lot of uh, calls about people breaking in and steal books. <laughs> that's of not course, funny, but yeah. Of course, I'm, I have a, a mouth too, and I'm young at the time. And, and, and stuff that's going on now wasn't really as prevalent as it is then because it wasn't social media like that. But, and I'm like, do we look like we still in books? Like you, you, there's no books in this car. So I told him, you know, like you said, like anybody who knows, you know, you, you got a mouth and I got a mouth too. So he was, he was like, yo, y'all, people stealing books. Like, like, do we look like we stealing books? Like, why, why are we gonna come after dark in the middle of a parking lot, bring it to a library, steal books, and still be sitting in a library? I mean, still, it still be sitting in the car in the middle of a uh, parking lot. Like, come on. Another time, I'm running, preparing it before I join the Marines. Like, eight cars passed, uh, police cars. And in my head, while I'm running, I'm like, I know. This, you remember when um, Anthony used to live in E Town? No. Off of, um, what's that? Is it something circle? That big ass circle? Uh, okay. Anyway, so he used to live in E-Town, and I used to live, I just, it's called Top of the Hill. So I used to run from there to his house. Mm-hmm. Eight cars passed, and... You know, I'm a hilltop? Yeah. Yeah, my cousin lived there. Okay. Hmm. So, I was, doing a lot, I was doing a lot of work at Hilltop, so I'm just... <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, me too. Now we're talking about. Go ahead. <laughs> cop cars pass by, and in my head, while I'm running, I'm like, I, watch, I bet you they turn around. And next thing you know, they all turn up, they come back. Stop me, ask me for ID, what's my name, and all that other stuff. And um, I didn't have no ID on me because I was running. He's like, why you don't have no ID? I'm like, who runs with an ID on them? And they wall. I'm like, who, like, who does that? So he's asking me for my name, where I'm born. I told him Germany. He looked at me. He was like, really? 
Uh, yeah, you're an asshole. Yeah, it's just it. Yeah, it's just it's just a bunch of dumb stuff. It's just like sometimes people don't understand the significance of when you watch a movies like that because they haven't been through it personally. I guess. Yeah, so I understood. I understand the um, the emotion that it is is drawing out from it because. I might not have experienced it to that extreme, but mm-hmm. I think majority of us Black people experienced somewhat of whatever step. Before it got to the extreme, we experienced somewhat of uh, everything yeah. we experienced, yeah. Uh, um, I'm glad that you brought up the fact that you, um, I know with Marines, you don't say former Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine, or whatever it is that y'all say. So. Um, it's ironic that you say that because uh, in the movie, Link is a um, former Marine. He did two tours in Iraq. He was, you know, infantry soldier. Um, while you're watching the end of the movie, one thing that I pointed out to my son <clears throat> uh, is how quickly the narrative is changed in media coverage for this type of thing. It's something that we all have seen um, whenever something to have happens to someone that is a minority, they start reaching. There's something wrong with this person. Right. Um, the story gets twisted. You instantly throw up the worst picture that you can find of this person. You say that they're mentally um, unstable or they get labeled a thug and stuff like that. And they actually do a little bit of that in the end of the movie, which like I said, a lot of this is based off of reality. And while someone is reporting on it, they instantly mention Nate, like, um, I guess, like he's a mental patient, and then instantly jump to sports and start talking about, right. you know, a football player. And that's how quickly certain things get dismissed when it happens to us. Um, the media, the media will take a story and definitely spin it. What you saw while you were watching is not necessarily what what was being displayed in the media um and that you know shame on the media it it used to be something that you can trust but now when tmz is sometimes our most reliable source of information before um nbc and cbs and stuff like that it's it's almost disheartening um but i'm glad that that even i mean um we all seen how they've been getting a lot of a lot of hits 45 you said what i said we see how media is with president 45 Oh, absolutely. The media, um, it's grown from being reputable to now just being um, salacious. Very much so. A whole lot of yellow journalism going on, a whole lot of slander. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's wild. But um, all in all, I think it was a good movie. I think it's still definitely worth a watch if you agree. So, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So we and wrap that up. Fun. Hopefully we haven't revealed too much of it or kept you from wanting to watch the movie. Um, or from wanting to drink Kentucky Mules, uh, don't don't do it Ed's way. <laughs> Your drink has changed colors. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, um, this, yeah. But this is something we plan on doing once a week. Um, you know, God willing, that that we're able to do it once a week. So we said that our next movie is going to be a horror movie, right? So I was supposed to think of two horror movies that I've seen that we can possibly talk about. Mm -hmm. And then because you obviously watched a lot more than I have, um, you were going to name two and then we were going to try to 
figure out what we were going to watch next week. Um, do you got your two? I do. What you got? Well, I have, I have, um, let me take notes. What you got? I have empty man. Empty man. That sounds like bye bye man. And bye bye man was trash. And then I have, um, black box. I almost watched that. Okay. So Black Box is on Netflix, right? Black Box is on Amazon. Oh, it's on Prime. That's where it is. Yeah. And where's Empty Man? Empty Man is... Cool. We can look it up. We can look it up. So briefly, what's Empty Man about? These are horror movies, right? We picked the genre horror. Yes. So Empty Man is about... um, It's almost... It's that that style of... If you say his name so many times, then... It'll follow you and okay. that type of that type of movie. Okay. Um let me let me let me find the actual synopsis so motherfuckers is like, oh he's just saying dumb shit. <laughs> um I just seen it. Boop, 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 boom. While I'm looking, what did you what did you pick? Okay, so when we said horror, I'm not really sure what constitutes as horror. I kind of put suspense or like, I know this isn't a genre, but creepy is like a theme for me. Um, so my first one was um, the rental. I actually watched this at Kentucky Theater. Um, the rental. The rental. Okay. So to just briefly talk about it, um, I don't know what it's on currently because I watched, I think you can get it on Fandango. And usually if you sign up for Fandango, whatever I get my movie tickets, I do it through there and they throw you $5 and you can actually use it for rental. So that's what I use. Little life hack right there. If you get on Fandango and you buy your movie tickets from Fandango, then they give you rewards and it's usually $5. They'll give you a code. You can use it to get more movie tickets or you can actually use it when you're streaming on the Fandango app. So I usually just use it for... Ended up paying like a dollar and some change to like rent the movie or whatever. I didn't know they stream movies on Fandango. Yes, they do. I I didn't know it until this summer, and I don't know if it's something they started doing because of the pandemic, um, right. and streaming got extra heavy. Uh, but it's called like Fandango now. I have a, a whack ass Chromecast TV uh, in the living room that I absolutely hate because it don't never let me Chromecast no shit from my iPhone. It don't never link <laughs> up. It's stupid. But as we've learned today, my Wi-Fi is off, also trash in the hood. Um, but, um, yeah, life hack. Use your Fandango, your rewards, and you can actually use it for streaming movies that come out. Um, but the rental is really good. It's really weird. It's almost like a, this group of people meet up to go, like, on vacation at this Airbnb. Airbnb rental dude is super creepy. Some weird shit starts happening. They discover some cameras it's some sneaky links going on and then it ends up in the worst way horrible. It's really good, very suspenseful. Um, I think it's worth a watch. Um, my other movie was The Perfection. Have you seen that? The Netflix? Yep. Yeah. You watched it? Yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. It was nowhere near because I keep thinking about all the sex scenes and now you like, yeah. <laughs> It was nowhere near what I thought it was going to be. At all. At all. But I think that was a good movie. So since you've you've seen it and I've both seen it, that may be out since we've both seen it. Um, but that was that was a really good one for me. That was creepy. Okay, bet. So since you took... Okay, what about 13 cameras? 
13 cameras. No, I haven't seen 13 cameras. I don't know what it is about me and, and cameras, but I feel like... Yeah, you, you do have this draw towards camera movies. Because that's creepy. You can literally put them anywhere now. What is scarier than that? We already, like, when you're on your phones, you feel like you're being watched or documented and right. stuff like that. So now, like, you go to get an Airbnb and you find out that there's cameras everywhere, even in the toilet bowl. And this guy is really, really creepy. It's really good. There's even, like, a... You have a, a synopsis on that? Huh? You have a, a brief synopsis on that? Yeah, so there's this couple that moves into a house and the um, landlord of the house that they, they're renting, which is a really nice house. He's like an older, creepy man. For whatever reason, he's super buff. I still don't understand why he's so buff, but he's got an old face and he's got a lot of muscles. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. um, there's this closet that's in the home that he tells them is just a janitor's closet. They don't think anything of it. Well, the husband is actually um, not being faithful to his wife. Um, unbeknownst to them, there are cameras all over this rental. Hey, heads and beds, shut up. Uh-huh. <laughs> they still have it. Oh, I'm definitely keeping that in. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize we were recording. I'm definitely keeping that in. And uh, that's fine. Everybody know how I play. So I have, so for my, like, again, I have Empty Man and I have the black box. Um, uh -huh. so I'm going to go, uh, I'm going I'm to read the brief thing what Empty Man is about. Um, so Empty Man is um, on the trail of a missing girl. An ex-cop comes across a secretive group attempting to summon a terrifying supernatural entity. Ooh. I'm with it. Okay. What's the other one? And then the uh, the next one is, um, what is it? The Black Box. So Black Box, it looks like it has That's a, my stripper name. All right. Keep going. Whoa. I'm weak. Go ahead. <laughs> so Black Box is, um, can I find a synopsis? Okay, I know, I know, I know. Black Box has a, a black uh, actor lead. I can read it if you can't find it. I'm trying to. Okay, I think. Okay, I found it. If I find it before you, you're trapped. I found it. So after losing his wife and memory in a car accident. Is that Felicia Rashad? Yeah. Huh. All right. Go ahead. Oh, and the homeboy from um, Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Tosin, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. He in this movie. Uh, <laughs> he, anyway, after losing his wife and memory in a car accident, a single father undergoes an agonizing experimental treatment that causes him to question who he really is. Yeah, I say let's go with Empty Man. Is this considered horror? Because it doesn't sound like it. Is what, it creepy? Empty Man? Oh, it's creepy. What, Empty Man? Yes, it's horror and sci-fi. Okay. Uh, I like that actor. I like Mamadou. Uh, what's his name? Mamadou. That dude. I like him. Mamadou Athi? Yeah, he's in that movie um, where he wants to be a sommelier. Isn't that what he's in? He wants to be a what? A sommelier. In court. Oh, the wine movie. That was a really good movie. On Netflix, right? Mm hmm I refuse to watch it. Why? We'll get into that. Um, I like that. Okay. Um, but I my vote is for Empty Man. I don't know how you feel about the um 
the rental. That was, that was that was very creepy. Um, but I like Empty Man. Okay, I'll um okay, let's do Empty Man then. Bet. So next week we're doing horror. We're doing Empty Man. Um I'll see if I can find a a, a link and then I'll send it to you if I can. Okay. Because you know so I, can watch all, it. I got all the plugs. Um, if you're talking about talking about pirating movies while we're on a no, 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 I'm not talking about pirate. I'm not a pirate. I got both my eyes. Shut us down before we even start. I got both my eyes. I don't uh. pirate. <laughs> All right, man. So Empty Man is going to be the movie that we're doing next week. Um, yes. If anybody has any questions, feedback, comments, um, I say, uh, yeah, go ahead and leave messages. Um, I don't know how much of this we're going to edit out or whatever, but we'll try to address those possibly on the next episode, I guess. If anybody watches American Skin and they want to make comments about it, we'd love to hear it. We can bring it up, um, or we can not if you wanted to just keep your thoughts private um, or just discuss some things with us based off of our opinions or whatever we said. Um, We're always open to feedback. Um, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on uh, Facebook page. You can find us on um, Twitter, and you can find us on Apple Music, Amazon Music. I say Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify. Um, we in these streets. Yes, we are in these streets, and it's real R E E L teams. You gotta say it in your accent. No. Why? Be- because I don't have an accent. But I mean, you're Jamaican, I'm not. Saying, Real teens, no accent, them bro. You stupid. Get out of here. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, 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 burr. See? All right. <laughs> Call me now. No. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, this is our first first episode. A lot to learn from. A lot to yes. grow from. Um. It was good shit. I had fun. I got a buzz going. I know you're probably trashed. Am I choosing? The, am I choosing the next drink? You are choosing the next drink. Okay. We're gonna post it earlier this time. That way, whatever you post, people can feel free to try Comment, at home. Share. Yep. Yeah. I'll have it. I'll have it to you uh, Sunday. All right. No gin. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. Oh, but there is a Japanese gin that I tasted in the store. Bye, Ed. <laughs> Bye. All right, bye. Be safe. You be safe.